Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Friday, February 23rd. Coming up, a farm in Weston, Missouri, is bringing its award-winning sheep's milk cheese closer to its customers in Kansas City. And um, that journey is starts with the dirt and goes to the grass, then the sheep, then the milk, then the cheese, and then our community. We'll hear how the farm and its new restaurant promote sustainability. Plus, students in the Kansas City area are creating fine dining experiences and delectable desserts and learning to thrive under pressure. It is very stressful and it gives me like a taste of what a real restaurant would be like. We'll hear more from the high school students running restaurants, cafes and eateries all over town. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Council has approved an ordinance to establish an Office of Language Access at City Hall. The office would assist residents with limited English proficiency by providing interpreters for all city services and translating city documents into their native languages. Two local groups, KC Tenants and Advocates for Immigrants' Rights and Reconciliation, spearheaded the measure. Sixth District Councilman Jonathan Duncan co-sponsored the ordinance. He says it'll provide services that have been long overdue. It's one thing to say that we're welcoming city, but this ordinance actually puts action um, to ensure that we are being a a welcoming city, uh, regardless of the language that you speak. The ordinance will set aside $900,000 from the city's general fund to finance the office for the fiscal year beginning in October. The Missouri Senate has voted to make it harder to amend the state's constitution. Rachel Lippman has more. Right now, constitutional amendments pass as long as they receive a simple majority statewide. The proposal approved by the Senate on a party-line vote adds a requirement that the amendments also pass in a majority of Missouri's congressional districts. Supporters say it gives rural parts of the state a louder voice in setting policy. Republicans in Missouri have tried for years to boost the threshold needed to pass constitutional amendments, but the matter has taken on greater urgency this year because of efforts to enshrine the right to an abortion in the Constitution. The measure still has to pass the House and be approved by voters in November. The Senate has been the stumbling block in the past due to intra-party fighting. Clara Reyes, founder of Kansas City's Dos Mundos newspaper, died last week at 86 years old. She had been diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic breast cancer. Reyes moved from Guadalajara, Mexico to Kansas City in the mid-60s and founded the bilingual English-Spanish newspaper in 1981. Joe Arce is publisher of KC Hispanic News. He says Reyes was a trailblazer. It's hard to start a business and to keep it going all of these years. Uh, You know, and she was able to do it. So, you know, you you can't help but to admire somebody like her. Her children, Ed Reyes and Diana Reyes-Raymer, will continue to run the paper. A visitation and funeral will be held next week. We'll be back after this. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us, this podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. For more than 15 years, Kansas City residents who want Green Dirt Farm's local artisanal sheep's milk cheeses have had to drive 40 minutes to Weston, Missouri. 
Now the cheese is coming to them. Green Dirt opens a restaurant in the crossroads next month. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports they'll also use the space to grow one of their highest profile cheeses. More than 20 years ago, Sarah Hoffman set out to heal the land near her home in Weston. She thought about vegetable farming, but it wouldn't regenerate the native prairie grasses or root structures she was trying to save. So she started Green Dirt Farm, a sheep farm that first sold cheese in 2008. The next year, it won awards. We were going to do everything that we could to be the most environmentally and ecologically sustainable uh, farm business that we could. All of our practices revolve around that, and I think that feeds into why our cheeses are so delicious. Now, Hoffman and her team are expanding Green Dirt Farm and opening a second restaurant in the Crossroads, closer to a majority of the Weston Farm and Cafe's clientele. Hoffman wants to make sure that the meals at the Kansas City restaurant are also intimately tied to the land the cheese comes from. Bringing our cheese to the community down here is like the culmination of a very big dream for me. It's also a sign that Green Dirt Farm, and one particular cheese, is growing. The Kansas City location will house Green Dirt's Prairie Tome and Fresh Cheese operation. The Prairie Tome, an aged hard cheese, is listed as Culture Magazine's top 60 cheeses in the world and has won a slew of other awards. When it's first made, the Prairie Tome is green because the salt and milk are still getting to know each other. When it's put into a humid fridge room to ferment and bloom, the rind develops with the help of good mold. It turns a sort of orange color, then hardens and doles into a warm gray when it's done. After three to six months of aging, Helen Cowan, who's in charge of cheese production at Green Dirt Farm, says you can taste the flavors, like notes of the grasses. The sheep take winters off from producing, but when they give birth in spring, they are ready to produce the milk that will sustain the farm for most of the year. It's all about the lactation cycle, which sheep are definitely uh, the most dramatic of the dairy animals in that regard. Cowan says Prairie Tome is a labor of love. To make the cheese, the team has to store the milk for the perfect amount of time and get as much of it as possible into the batch to maximize the butterfat. The cheese then gets pressed into rounds and put into fridges to age. As a bonus, each wheel has an imprint of a sheep. It's really a satisfying uh, job to have because at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the six-month aging period, like you have something physical to show people. And not only can you show it, but you can like cut it open and you're like, here, I made this. Eat it. <laughs> At Green Dirt Farm's new location on Oak Street in the Crossroads, Prairie Tom will have a little bit more room to spread out. So this is a, a dining and event space. And From one side of the restaurant, guests will be able to see into the aging rooms, bigger than the ones in Weston, and peek at the cheese that could end up on their charcuterie boards and complementing the sustainably raised meat in their entrees. Chef Oscar Arevalo wants the menu and atmosphere to feel intimate and nostalgic, like you're at a friend's house, but the friend who makes great food. The menu will be seasonal, just like the cheese production. Customers won't be able to order a whole rack of lamb because Arevalo wants to be sure to use the entire animal and is sourcing the most environmentally friendly ingredients as possible. Customers who need a quicker cheese fix can buy some from the deli case. Being able to serve meat and dairy the way that we raise it gives us a peace of mind. And I, I hope that our customers will enjoy the story of the food as much as what we're able to put on the plate. 
For Sarah Hoffman, opening the restaurant is the culmination of her work to make artisan cheese more accessible. And um, that journey is starts with the dirt and goes to the grass, then the sheep, then the milk, then the cheese, and then our community. Three years of work to build the restaurant will finally result in it opening in just a few weeks, with a ribbon cutting, a fresh spring menu, and, of course, cheese. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Savannah Hawley-Bates. Tuna tartare, mushroom croquettes, and liver sweetbreads may not seem like they'd be part of a teenager's palate, but that's exactly what culinary students in the Kansas City area are serving up. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports high school students are getting hands-on experience running restaurants, cafes, and eateries all over town. When Tall Thomas, a senior at Raytown High School, initially joined the district's culinary program, he said it was because he didn't want to be at school all day. Cooking sounded fun, and so did eating. Now, Thomas thinks he'll actually miss school when he graduates in a couple of months. And the class he enrolled in for fun has him set on a career path. Just, I fell in love with these people, I fell in love with the place. I don't want to leave, but I got a couple more months. Thomas and his classmates produce meals and events at a student-run eatery called Cinder. It's one of several places in the Kansas City area where students are learning the skills they need to get started in culinary careers. At Cinder, students say they're learning a lot. I've learned how to make a lot of breads and desserts, which is what I really wanted to do. Like the French sauces, mother sauces, how to make stocks. I did not know how to cut a carrot before I came here, but then I know how to do that. And there's so many more like advanced skills on top of that. Mike Krastowski is the center's culinary instructor. He said those skills are making students more marketable. You're 18 year old kid, what are you gonna do in my restaurant? Well, I've served, I've been the saucier, I've done the prep cook, I've been, you know, in charge of entrees, all the good stuff that goes along with working in a restaurant. That's also the goal for students at the Broadmoor Bistro, the Shawnee Mission School District's student-led restaurant. What are you guys making here? Uh, this, this is a field of sweet bread. Culinary students host a three-course dinner for 120 guests who are treated once a week to an impressive slate of dishes like pinning curried short ribs and lobster gnocchi. Justin Hoffman is the Bistro's culinary coordinator. He says students run the whole restaurant. We are really here just to make sure, you know, like the place doesn't burn down, right? The students do all, do everything. Finley Jewell is a junior at Shawnee Mission South. She said she's getting real world experience. We get 26 tickets at once and we're all like, what? We're running around with chickens, like our heads cut off. Then, you know, Justin comes in and kind of fixes us and brings us back to our core. And, you know, that's how we learn. Jewell said she thought the program was super fun at first but also had no idea that cooking would soon transform into her passion. She's crossing her fingers that she can attend the Culinary Institute of America. Nothing compares to cooking for somebody and then eating it and you seeing a smile on their face and then being like, how the, what, what did you do to this, you know? Her favorite restaurant event is the Guest Chef Mentorship Series. <laughs> Chefs from around the country come to prepare a multi-course dinner with students for one night. Tonight's really special because we have a local chef that has been a part of our program for as long as I've been here. The latest included chef Selena Tio from the Belfry in Kansas City. Tio told guests that she's had students from Broadmoor Bistro join her kitchen. There's great students out there that are learning work ethic and cleanliness and follow through and many planning and costing and all the stuff. Back at Cinder, 
Krasowski said high school programs are helping students join the city's food scene. That's home to a list of James Beard nominated and winning chefs just like Tio. You know, five months ago, these kids didn't know how to hold a knife. They didn't know how to tie an apron. Okay, we're going to open up a restaurant in 45 days, guys, where we're doing Chateaubriand, we're going to do, you know, braised halibut. Most classmates say the experience of running a restaurant while still in high school is hectic. Very stressful, and it gives me like a taste of what a real restaurant would be like. Very stressful. It is. But at the end of the day, we learn from our mistakes and we learn how to do it better the next time we do it. But Tall Thomas feels the opposite. But for me, it's just another day. So I, I really like it. I enjoy it. I could do that every day if I had to. And thanks to culinary programs like Raytown's, he may get that opportunity. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Jody Fortino. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeem. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Madeline Fox and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Savannah's story about Green Dirt Farm and Jody's story about school culinary programs, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.